right. That's a new video intro. I didn't know if I was supposed to be out here or not. I was like, you know, a double dutch. I'm like, oh, should I go? Should I go? Okay, not. All right. Sub 30, you guys doing good? All right. That's what I, that's what I like to hear. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's already been an absolutely incredible um, night, and it's, it's only about to get even better. Did anybody come with an expectation to hear from God tonight? You know, God meets us at the place of our expectation. We don't sit there like, man, God, show me something. But it's like, God, I know you're going to show me something. And it's a difference between how God encounters us in that way. You know, I'm, I'm really excited to, to be able to be up here to introduce tonight's profound preacher. You know, um, spoiler alert, it's, it's, it's not me. Um, it's not me. Um, it's, it's, it's not Pastor Clay. I know. Oh, everybody said collectively, oh. He might be watching online, man. Clay, we miss you, man. We love you, dude. Um, but I do believe that you're going to actually get exactly what God has for you. Tonight, we're going to hear from none other than Kelly Toth. Now, now, now here's, what you have to, here's what you have to understand. Kelly's been around the church for a very long time. She's been connected to the church for a very long time. In fact, I remember when she was a high school student and I heard her preach her very first message. And even back then, I knew that God was gonna give her an incredible platform to preach and to declare the things of God. I mean, it's not common that you can find a high school student that is passionate the way that Kelly was and how it's transferred into adulthood and how she continues to serve God. Just making it through the high school years is something that's worthy of giving God praise for. But I've been, I've been amazed enough to watch her on this journey, I think since she was in about 11th grade through college, and now she's on staff. We've seen her on stage several times. We've seen her do three minutes of five. We've seen her do uh, five for five. We've seen her do some incredible things, and now God has given her a word that she's gonna encourage all of us. So Sub 30, can we stand on our feet and give the most generous applause to my girl Kelly as she comes and shares what God has placed on her heart? Thank you, Pastor Keith. Well, I am very excited to be with you guys tonight, and I really do believe that I have a word just for you. Um, but before I go on, one more second. Like he said, Pastor Clay is not here tonight, but I still wanna honor him. Um, I have the great privilege to be um, on his staff and his assistant, and so I work very closely with him. And I can stand up here and absolutely tell you that the man that you see on this stage every Sunday night is the man that Tyler and I get to work with every day of the week. He is so genuine. So can we please just give it up for Pastor Clay? He so deserves it. Yes. Um, okay, so tonight, tonight, we will be in Ezekiel 37. So you can turn there or it will be on the screens, but I'm gonna go ahead and read it and we're gonna do this thing. Here we go. Okay, Ezekiel 37, verse one. Sorry. <laughs> it says, the hand of the Lord was on me. Okay, context, here's some context. Ezekiel is a book that is written by Ezekiel who is a prophet in a time where Israel has been kicked out of its nation by King Nebuchadnezzar. And so Ezekiel is put on the scene and what basically his role is, is he is there to encourage the nation. And through a series of um, different visions he has that God takes him on, and we're about to read one of those visions, he's there to encourage the nation of Israel. And I believe that he's gonna encourage us tonight. And so we start with one of his visions. The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by his spirit and set me down in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were a great many of them on the surface of the valley, and they were very dry. Then he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? I replied, Lord God, only you know. 
He said to me, prophesy concerning these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put tendons on you, make flesh grow on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you come to life. Then you will know that I am Yahweh. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. While I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. As I looked, tendons appeared on them, flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Say to it, this is what the Lord God says. Breath come from the four winds and breathe into these slain so that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. The breath entered them and they came to life and stood to their feet, a vast army. I've entitled this message, Catch Your Breath. We're gonna pray and we're gonna get into this thing. Um, God, I thank you for this night. Lord, I pray that this word would bless your people. God, I pray that it would be less of me and more of you. That God, you are welcome to interrupt any moment of this message for your spirit to be known. Father, I pray right now that the Holy Spirit will begin to stir our hearts to hear your word. God, we know that you have a specific, specific work that you wanna do in each one of our lives. And we thank you right now that we are gonna walk out better than we walked in. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, so the first time I read this, I was like very shocked by it because it's an intense vision, like being put in a valley of dry bones and then they all come to life and there's like all these skeletons standing there and then you watch tendons grow and then flesh grow. And like, it's just a very, it's a very intense scripture. And so as I was reading it and like God prompted me to speak about it tonight, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's pretty intense. So I kind of just took it in three chunks and just three different pieces. And so the first piece we're gonna look at is the dry bones. And why does it reiterate it so many times? In the beginning, it says, the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by his spirit and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me around all of them and there were a great many of them on the surface of the valley and they were very dry. The, the fact that he says they're very dry lets us know that they are very past resurrection. Like if you can just imagine, I don't know if you ever watch like Discovery Channel, but like when the mummies, you know what I mean? It's like they're very dry. <laughs> like it's, they're dead. <laughs> and um, so that's what the, this guy is like seeing in a vision. God shows him, okay, these people, like they're very dead. They're very dry. There's nothing there. I'm not there. But I think it's interesting that he makes the note to say these are these bones are, you know, past resurrection. But then God asks him something. God says, son of man, can these bones live? Uh, no, they can't. But God never asks a question without knowing the answer. I really, you know, God asks questions to prompt conversations, and he does it today. He still is asking questions all the time to you. All the time he's asking you a question to prompt you into a conversation with him. Ezekiel did that very thing. God asks him, son of man, can these bones live? The natural thing would be say, no, they're dead, they're bones, like, no. But Ezekiel does something very different. He says, Lord God, only you know. What a powerful answer. Lord God, only you know. What a profession of faith. Lord God, only you know. You know, and it really made me wonder how many times in my life God prompted me with a question and I just said, no, I can't do that. No, 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 that, that's, I can't help them with that. That's not for me. Instead of just answering, Lord God, only you know. Sure, why not? You're God, you can do it. Why not? And so our first thing that we're gonna note tonight is that faith is the key 
to seeing dry bones live. It was Ezekiel's faith in who God says he is that allowed Ezekiel to see the rest of this story come true. And I wanna encourage you tonight that God is gonna prompt you with a question and you're gonna have the opportunity to answer it with faith. I wanna say it more literal. Your belief in who God is will activate life in the dry and desolate places. It's true, it really is true. Okay, we're gonna continue, thank you. Um, <laughs> we're gonna look at the next part of this scripture, which is the order, the order of things. So he replied to God, Lord God, only you know. He said to me, God said to Ezekiel, prophesy concerning these bones and say to them, now note the order that this goes, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, this is what the Lord God says to these bones. I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I will put tendons on you and make flesh grow on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you so that you will come to life, then you will know that I am Yahweh. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. While I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling. The bones came together, bone to bone, and as I looked, tendons appeared on them and flesh grew and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. If you notice with me the order, the first thing God promised was to put breath in the bones. And then he ends that scripture by saying, there was no breath in them. I don't know about you, but to me, that makes me scratch my head and go, okay, well, God, why would you have even told him that first? Why wouldn't you have said, I'm gonna put the bone together and then I'm gonna put the flesh on and then I'm gonna give them breath. But he just says, I'm gonna give them breath. And I wanna, you know, I think it's so important to note that there's an order to God's work. In every area of our life, there is an order. God will make a promise and a calling on your life and he will always fulfill it. He will always fulfill it. But we have to submit to the order. 1 Corinthians 14.33 tells us this, for God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. But of peace. He knows, he knows the best best, absolute best way to get you from where you are to where you're called. And it will be a peaceful journey if we can submit to him. I noticed this when I read it. Um, if God had put bone to bone and then put his breath into it, the skeleton could have never held the breath. God had to create something to hold the breath. And it made me think of healing. You know, a lot of times in our life, we all need healing. Every single one of us in this room have an area of our life that needs healing. And I think sometimes we can just focus on the new life and the new breath, but forget that God has to put bone on bone first and skin and muscle so that his life can be held in that. There's an order to your healing. You're, the reason why you're hurt is because you decayed in an area. These bodies decayed. They went through a process of decay. There are areas in our lives that have gone through decay. Your identity might have decayed, your self-worth may have decayed, your value may have decayed, your thought life may have decayed. You may be looking at an area of dry bones in your life and saying, they can't live, I don't know, that's just what it is, I'm just hurt. I went through this in my childhood and that's what it is. But God is saying, I'm gonna put new breath in it. I wanna put new breath in you. All right, come on. <laughs> God builds a structure to hold breath before putting breath into it. I think that's really beautiful. I know in my life there's areas where there is new breath in hurt places, but there's also areas in my life where I'm still a skeleton. And it's okay. 
If you're in that place, it is okay. Do not be discouraged, but know that you are in a process and God is gonna do something so beautiful in you. The next thing I wanna look at is where he talked about prophesy. Prophesy concerning these bones. So I prophesied as I had been commanded. And basically prophecy means to speak out to something, to speak to it. You know, you can't do that if you have no breath. So Ezekiel had to prophesy with his breath to the bones that had no breath. Some of you in this room, God is asking you to prophesy to an area in someone's life or your own, to prophesy to that person who is lost, to speak the word of God out, to claim life. Proverbs 18.21 says this, the tongue has the power of life and death. I think sometimes we can hear that scripture and just kind of think, okay, yeah, we know that, like the power of life and death, absolutely. But do you know how, how literal that is? You can speak life and you can speak death. You absolutely can. And if you even think about it right now, I bet you can think of times in your life where death has been spoken over you or life has been spoken over you. It's a distinct line. God gives us the power to speak life or speak death because we have breath. So I wanna encourage you with this concerning prophecy. You can speak things in your life to be. The word of God is living and active. If you get in your Bible, you figure out, God, what am I struggling with? Google it. I Google things all the time. <laughs> I Google my struggle and I find the scripture. It's so easy. You just Google it and then you recite it over yourself, okay? Um, yes. Give it up for Google. <laughs> But it's so true when you find out that area, and I really believe that the Holy Spirit is gonna show some of you in here tonight an area in your life that has decayed. And I would encourage you to go home and find a scripture, a living word of God, a scripture that applies to that decayed place and begin speaking it. You will unreal the healing that you will see, unreal. If it's over your thought life, I'm telling you, find multiple scriptures. Some of you in this room need to get your thoughts under control because they are negative and they are poisonous and they are not healthy. Come on. There is scripture in our Bible that can speak to exactly where you're at. Exactly. I promise you, it's a beautiful thing. Okay, the order. Let me make sure I don't miss anything. <laughs> um... Yeah, I think we're good on that one. Okay, let's go. Now the breath. This is my favorite part, so I'm kind of excited we're getting to this. Um, so I wanna tell you guys a story really quick. Um, when I was younger, we had a play set in our backyard. And when I say younger, I mean like, I was probably like under 10. I was like seven or eight. And um, my brother and I, who I think is here tonight, Billy, <laughs> we, <laughs> I love them. And we, we were playing on the swing set one time and it was like, it had a metal uh, seahorse on it that like, uh, not a seahorse, a seesaw. Seesaw? Seesaw? Okay, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. You go back and forth with somebody else on it, whatever. And um, we were playing on it and we were not supposed to stand up on this part of the swing set. In true rebellious fashion, I stood up on this part. And... Um, it was fun while it lasted, but I distinctly remember that I fell on my back and um, the wind got knocked out of me. How many of you did that when you were little? <laughs> How many of you did that as adults? <laughs> okay, don't raise your hand. <laughs> um, 
But I remember this wind got knocked out of me and I remember laying there for a second and when you're a little kid, you're like, oh, what just happened? And I was like, <gasps> and I remember thinking, my life is over, I'm done, this is it. I'm seven years old and I'm dead. And I immediately jumped up and I ran to my dad and I just stood there in front of him like, <gasps> and, he, and he looked at me like, okay, like you're fine. Like you just fell off the swing set, like just sit down, you're gonna be okay. You just lost your breath, you're gonna be okay. I can remember right now even that feeling of like, oh my God. <laughs> but I was fine and I caught my breath and everything was okay. But um, when I started writing this message and everything, God immediately reminded me of that story. And he told me, there's people in this room tonight that are walking around just like that every day of their life. I was, so I started looking up breath and um, I started researching like, okay, well, why is breath so important? And like, there's all these different ways of breathing and there's all these, you know, you're supposed to breathe with your stomach and not your chest and all this kind of stuff. And something I thought was really, really interesting, it said that when you get stressed out and when you get overwhelmed, your breathing changes and you start taking short breaths. And if anybody in here suffers with anxiety or anxiety attacks, you know exactly what I am referring to because an anxiety attack is, comes when you're breathing becomes shortened and your body has a panic attack. I wasn't gonna talk about this, but I'm going to. I had a period in my life where I suffered from anxiety attacks. And it's a very real, very scary thing. And every time they would come, I knew they would come because I wouldn't be breathing and I'd be holding my breath. And I'd be thinking of all the things that were stressing me out and overwhelming me and the weight of the world was on me. And it wasn't until I learned how to Just breathe, just breathe. Everything's gonna be okay. God has it in his hands. He is under control. I know that there are some of you in this room tonight that you suffer from anxiety. And I understand that it feels like it is never gonna leave. And you're always sitting there scared of when the next anxiety attack is gonna come. But I want you to know tonight there is freedom and you will catch your breath. You will catch your breath. Let me get back on track. <laughs> and um, like it is in the physical, and we can walk around, <gasps> it's also in the spiritual. We can walk around spiritually depraved of God's breath. There's a word I found, ruah. I think we have, it. yes, ruah. It's the very word that is actually used in Hebrew in this scripture for breath. And it's interchangeable with spirit, breath, and wind. And um, basically what it means is um, a symbol of life. And so we would maybe use it like, like if you're watching CIS and they're like, is he breathing? You know what I mean? It's like that kind of breath. It's like, is he alive? Is he breathing? Do we resuscitate? Like, what do we do? Is he breathing? It's like that kind of breathing. It's like, a, it's like a, the breathing of life. Do you have life? I wanna ask you tonight, I wanna prompt you with this question before we go any further. Are you breathing? Are you spiritually breathing? Do you have the life of God going in and out of you? Ezekiel had that, and that was the only way that he could prophesy to those dry bones and see them live, because he prophesied with a breath that was coming from the Spirit of God inside of him. And if you feel like your answer is no, don't be discouraged, because you're gonna have an opportunity at the end of this to receive that. 
Here's the other thing I thought of when I was reading this part of the scripture. You know, like I said before, healing, God wants to heal you, but there's an order to it. But what I want you to know is that pain in the kingdom of God is never wasted. The pain that you have experienced, once you receive Jesus Christ, he can turn all of that to be a testimony. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing, I totally agree. But here's what it made me think of in this message. You know, there are areas in our lives that are dry bones, they're dry bones. It might be in your value, it might be in your self-worth, it might be in something someone said to you that now makes you think you are a failure. There might be dry areas in your life, dry bones sitting there. God wants you to speak to them, find scripture to speak over them, begin to watch bone come to bone, begin to watch you grow stronger, begin to watch flesh come over them. And the scripture tells us this, this is what the Lord God says, breath come from the four winds and breathe into these slain so that they may live. So I prophesied as he had commanded me, the breath entered them and they came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. You are called to be a vast army. But the only way you can do that is if you allow God to build up those places in your life that have decayed. Listen, when you do this, when you begin to allow bone to bone, flesh to come on, God will put his spirit in that. And once there is a spirit in that, you begin to speak out from that area in a place of victory. The Bible tells us this, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. There is breath in those areas that God is wanting to see become a testimony out of your mouth. Come on, I gotta tell you, there's so many people that walk around so broken, so hurt. And if you would just allow God to take a hold of your burden, just like I did when I ran to my dad, oh my God, I'm gonna die. All he did was look at me and say, you're okay. You just need to sit down for a minute and rest for a second. Some of you in here tonight, that is God's word to you. You're gonna be okay. He's got it. He formed this earth. He's made everything in it. He is the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He sent Jesus Christ. He has a plan for me and for you. He's got it. He has got it. He really does. His strength is so much bigger than ours. He's got it. And tonight, you're gonna see that. You're gonna see that you can hand it to God and watch him take a hold of it and you can just take a breath. You can catch your breath in life. You can re-get your bearings. Listen, life is going to knock the wind out of you. It will, whether you've experienced it lately or not, it's going to knock the wind out of you. But we have a hope that we can stand on, that our God is greater and our God is bigger and he has a calling and a purpose and he is gonna use you and he is going to put breath into your life. I really believe tonight you know, this story is so powerful because it's a story of resurrection. It's a story of hope. It was a story of hope for the nation Israel and it's a story of hope for you and I. It really, it really restored my hope in the dry places in my area that I was even beginning to feel like, well, shoot, I mean, that's just is what it is, I guess. No, it is not is what it is. God wants to put new breath in you. You know, I even encourage you now, begin asking the Holy Spirit Begin asking him, God, where are the dry places in my life? Where are the dry bones sitting? 
He's gonna start showing you. He's gonna start showing you. Start reading scripture. Start believing God that he's gonna put new breath in you, new ruah, spirit, and life because he wants to. He so, so desires to see you walking and breathing. So tonight, we're gonna go into another song of worship. And I wanna encourage all of you to start using some new breath. To start using some new breath. Let's do this. Why don't we all stand to our feet? Let's close our eyes. Just begin to let the Holy Spirit just show you areas that maybe you need to give to God. Let him prompt you with a question. If you feel like this is you tonight and you're asking God, I need new breath, could you just signify by raising a hand? Yeah, amen. That's great. I'm gonna pray for you. And I really believe the Holy Spirit is gonna breathe new life into this room tonight. God, we thank you for your spirit. God, we thank you that you'd so desire to see us live a life more abundant. Father, I pray right now for each and every person who raised their hand and asked for new breath, that God, you would immediately begin to speak to their heart, Father God, that they would see bone come to bone. They would hear a rattling in their life, Father God, that things would begin to be shaken up in their spirit, Father, that they would begin to see their new life come, Father God, that breath would just come into them, Father God, that the people in this room who suffer from anxiety, in Jesus' name, we bind that spirit and we say no more. No more do you have a hold on us. We say, catch your breath. Anxiety has to go in Jesus' name. There is new breath coming. There is new hope coming and new peace. So come on, let's worship. Let's worship with new breath. 